Hello and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Amber and the website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that don't know, I'm a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner and I've been running my own healing practice for the last, well, over 10 years really, um, since around 2007. These podcasts are my way of reaching as many people as possible and just sharing some thoughts and some realizations along the way and some teachings that might be of assistance in your journey to, uh, to self-mastery, to self-healing. Uh, for those of you that have asked, um, yes, absolutely, 100%, you can support the podcasts in any way that you wish to, either by sharing with friends or family or on social media, or there is a donations button, which is on the website, sacredspacehealing.org. And if you go to the home tab and just scroll down, there's a donations button and you can donate as much or as little as you feel called to, to support the work. 100% it will go back into creating the podcasts, all of which are created in my own time and, uh, uh, all of my own energy and so anything that you donate is gratefully received and it just means that it can go back into creating more work that is readily accessible to others. Today's podcast is looking at the area the topic of trauma and how this can impact our lives it's a really huge topic and it's not something that can be covered in a short podcast but one of the things that I wanted to look at today was trauma and how it can lead to a feeling of isolation and why that happens and how we can start to break out of those feelings of isolation. By trauma, I mean physical, emotional <clears throat> or or mental trauma, really. But I'm, I'm mostly going to focus, I think, on physical trauma because of the impact that that has on us in a very physical sense of why that physically isolates us. So physical trauma can be anything from an accident to um, some form of abuse. I'm not going to look at accidents at the moment because they have their own kind of separate um, uh, blueprint, if you like. You know, what happens to us when we have an accident, not only physically, but what happens to us spiritually and emotionally is very interesting. And that we can experience a kind of soul loss when we have an accident or an injury of some kind. I'm going to look at physical trauma in terms of attack, whether it be a physical attack, a sexual attack, um, and how that can impact on us and our place in the world. So any, a, a kind of physical attack um, that harms our physical body does a number of things to us. Um, it's a crossing of our boundaries at the most basic level of our physical boundaries. And then it's a crossing of our emotional and spiritual boundaries um, our energetic boundaries and depending on the severity of the attack it can transgress a lot of our emotional bodies so that we end up feeling damaged and violated on many different levels it ends up being a violation of our sense of trust in ourselves in planet earth in our bodies in the other in humanity and in the world so we can lose trust in our body to protect us, to be our safe home. And it is our home, it's our vehicle. But if our body becomes hurt or damaged in some way or wasn't able to protect us in some way, we can lose faith, we can lose trust in our bodies to be vehicles that can protect us and also that can hold us, can give us our grounding and that can give us our sense of safety in the world as in this is where my boundaries end. So this is where I end and this is where you begin. When our boundaries are crossed physically, 
that is gone. It's been eradicated and we can lose a sense of what that is then, of what our boundaries actually can be and should be. But we can also lose faith in our body to, to enact, to enable those boundaries for us. We can lose a sense of faith and trust in the world, that the world is a good place, filled with good people that want to do good for us. That the world is a place of love and a world of magic. The world is a place of magic and mystery where beautiful things can happen and where our heart's desires can be manifest. We can lose faith in that. And we can start to see or believe that the world is a dangerous place that can hurt us or harm us in some way. And that we have to be on our guard, that we must turn down opportunities or situations um, that feel triggering in some way or could be harmful in some way. And this is one of the things that leads to isolation or a sense or a feeling of isolation, we can lose our faith in a higher power, whether that be God, spirit, the universe, angels, guides, guardians, power animals. We can feel that we were let down by this higher power. Why did the higher power not step in and create a miracle and protect us? Why were we not given warning signs? Why did this situation have to happen to us in the first place? Why were we not protected better? Why did some force of nature not come in and protect us from this force that was harming us in some way? And how can an all-loving, all-benevolent God, spirit, universe, guardian, angel, guide, power animal not want to protect us? How could they stand by and let us be hurt in this way? We can lose faith and trust in interactions, especially if the physical harm was done to us by someone that we knew, whether it was a family member or a lover or a friend or just an acquaintance, someone that we knew we had a relationship with. We can start to lose trust in relationships and in our ability to choose relationships that are right for us, that are good for us. We can start to feel that we made a mistake, we chose the wrong person, or we can feel that relationships are always going to go a certain way where we're always going to get hurt. And that is a very natural response to have to any kind of physical trauma that may happen to us from someone that we know. Why would we not turn around then and feel that who can I trust now when the person that I know hurt me? So it's a very natural response to have. But there needs to come a time when that becomes something that is um, no longer a response to everyday life but is simply part of the experience that we had. And when it starts to become our everyday guidebook, if you like, for the world, and that's when it can create isolation. We can lose a sense of trust in things ever being different, that beyond this point, life will ever be good again. We can start to feel that life will always now be about this one experience, whether it was a physical act of violence or a sexual act of violence. Um, that that life will always be about this. That it will that it will never we will never move beyond this point because this point of occurrence in our life was so huge, and that in itself can feel isolating. And so, caught up in all of that, can be feelings of anger. Uh, shame, humiliation, sadness, uh, loneliness. And how that creates isolation is that if we're feeling anger at the world, at people, at um, this person that may have hurt us, at ourselves, that anger is a force field that really repels anything other than anger. Anger is very powerful at pushing away. And so the very things that we may want in life, connection, love, gentleness, softness, beauty, end up being pushed away by this force field of anger of all the emotions that we're experiencing because of what happened to us. Isolation can also happen 
because we put up walls of protection because we never want to be hurt like that again so now we're saying no to everything we're saying no to those experiences that otherwise we may have said yes to we're saying no to the unknown we're saying no to anything that could be perceived as a risk even though we know deep down that we grow when we push ourselves through and past our comfort zone but we might find that now we have a much smaller comfort zone and we wish to stay within that because we wish to stay within what we know and we trust we feel that if we stay within what we know we will be safe so in that way it can create isolation because we're never really growing we're never experiencing new things shame is a big factor in creating isolation if we feel that we now have this awful thing that happened to us that we can't share with anyone because we feel ashamed of what happened to us or we feel that we are to blame in some way it creates a kind of elephant in the room you know it creates this this block we have this shameful thing that we want to share with people and if we share it we feel that they'll understand us better but our fear is that if we share this thing they're not going to want to be around us because they're going to judge us or they're going to think we're dirty in some way or that it was our fault or we're stupid. And so that energetically removes us from really deep connection and intimacy, which is actually what we yearn for because it's through deep intimacy and connection that we actually heal trauma. So those are some of the ways in which trauma can create the feelings of isolation. And by isolation, I mean feeling disconnected to ourselves, our bodies, feeling disconnected to the world, feeling disconnected to others. We can feel disconnected from our bodies because we, didn't, we don't trust our body anymore. We don't know what signals it's giving us because we feel that it let us down. We can feel disconnected from our bodies because we feel ashamed of what happened to our body and we don't really want to be in our body because we feel that our body is dirty or wrong in some way. We can feel disconnected from others because we once trusted others and look what happened to us and now we don't really want to trust anyone and that disconnects us already from others. We can feel disconnected from God's spirit universe and a spirituality because we feel that God's spirit universe let us down and now we feel that there's a lack of trust there. And we can feel disconnected from the world because we feel that the world is a dangerous place if it harbours the kind of individual that hurt us in the first place. So why should we want to connect with a world that is only going to hurt us? And all of these levels of disconnect just create levels of isolation. So we go further and further inwards. And as we go further and further inwards, the positive is, is that we find a lot of resources within us, a lot of mastery, a lot of self-growth, a lot of self-knowing, a lot of gnosis. And that's a beautiful thing. But what can happen is that that just becomes targeted, that just becomes geared towards the self. And we go more and more inwards rather than expanding outwards. And really healing for trauma happens when we expand outwards. It happens through connection and it happens through changing the story. And as we change the story, we change the neural pathways and we tell our body and our spirit and our mind and our soul that it is safe to be in the world again. It is safe to connect. It is safe to love again. It is safe to touch again. It is safe to be vulnerable again. So how can we do this? How can we break out of this? very understandable way of being so that we are once again integrated into the world. I don't think that there is a a kind of um, foolproof way to do this. And I don't think that there is a biblical way to do this, as in, you know, you have to do it this way. I think it's a process of exploration for each individual, but there are certain things that we can do that might help us. It's really important to build up a support network of people that you trust in your life, whether they be therapists, healers, friends, neighbors, pets. 
It's really important that you have at least one or two people that you feel unequivocally you can trust and to take your time to build up those levels of trust. So to observe behavior, observe patterns of speech, observe how you feel around these people and how, how you feel when you, you leave an interaction with them. And as you take your time to build up trust, what you're doing is you're teaching that part of yourself that was so hurt that it is safe to trust again and that here you have an example of another being that you can trust in this world. It's important to create rituals in your life that feel grounding and loving and that feel expansive and feel like self-care. So a really nice bath that you have every evening or a favorite piece of music or a lovely throw that you put around yourself when you snuggle up on the sofa or your favorite book um, or a routine that you have just before you go to bed or um, a food that you really like to eat. Um, maybe a favorite meal that you have, a favorite place that you go to, a piece of art that really inspires you, something that feels beautifully enriching that you do regularly. It could be doing your meditation practice every day or yoga practice every day. It could be always having fresh flowers in your home. It could be going for a weekly massage or getting your nails done once a week. It could be going to a really favorite place in nature regularly. But it's important that it becomes a regular ritual. And so you start to tell your nervous system, there is beauty in the world and there is beauty in my life. And I'm able to reconnect with it again in a way that feels safe and enriching. It's really important to be honest about one's feelings about things. And so journaling is a really important process in healing trauma. To write down dreams, to write down daydreams, to write down when you might have felt triggered in an interaction, to just, to just use this as a safe space where you can allow your feelings, your emotions and your thoughts to flow without judgment. It's really important to have a space holder, so a healer that you see regularly or a therapist that you talk to regularly, who can kind of keep redirecting you back to places of love and also help you shine a light on these places of trauma in your life so they can start to be healed. It's really important to recognize that trauma is not something that we eradicate from our story. We don't erase it. We don't go for a soul retrieval and it's done. We don't have therapy for a number of sessions and we no longer think about this. Trauma is something that heals layer upon layer and eventually it becomes a scar that doesn't hurt to the touch. And it becomes our strength in time. It becomes our medicine. And it's important that we find peace with that. Because if we spend the rest of our lives wanting to clear ourselves of trauma, we will spend the rest of our lives seeking something which is unattainable. And that will just keep us going round in circles and keep us traumatized. It can sometimes be very useful to seek out others that have experienced the trauma that you are trying to heal, whether through support groups or online support groups um, or through group counseling or group therapy. Sometimes it can keep us locked in the story, so keep an awareness that this needs to be a place that feels freeing for you and um, positive and healing. And at any time, if it starts to feel anything other than that, that it's okay to leave. It's important to start to create stories and experiences in your life that have a different ending. So if the trauma was at the hands of... Um, someone that you knew and it was how an argument was resolved, say, through violence or um, the assault happened uh, 
on a holiday or the assault happened at the end of a big night out, it's important to start to create experiences where the ending is different from the story that you experienced. So the argument didn't end in violence. The big night out didn't end in a sexual assault of some kind. The the holiday or the date didn't end in, in some traumatic experience. So that means doing things that can feel quite triggering, but ensuring that the, that the ending is going to be different. And this is why it's important to have these safe people in one's life that you can experiment with having different endings to the story to, that you can go out on a big night with girlfriends or boyfriends or friends that you really trust. And together you can create a different ending to that story. That you can go on a date with someone that you've taken time to observe behavior on and you can create a different ending this time, whether that different ending is you walking away or, um, or something else. So those are a few ways in which trauma can isolate, why it isolates and how we can start to break that pattern of isolation. Trauma is something that we heal in stages and some of the programs on my website are specifically geared towards healing trauma. The Core Wound Healing Program came out of the years of work that I was doing with clients who were seeking to heal really deep-seated trauma, often physical or sexual abuse. And I found that just doing, you know, one Reiki session or one shamanic healing wasn't enough, that actually we needed to do deeper work that was concentrated and focused on a specific event and that involved energy healing along with ritual and meditation and other practices. And the Core Wound Healing work was also born out of my own journey to heal my own experiences of trauma in my life, both as a child and an adult. And I found that working in this way had the greatest impact, that it wasn't enough just to see a talking therapist or to have the odd healing, that there was something in my life that needed to work on many different levels in order for me to heal on many different levels because the trauma had impacted me on many different levels. So if trauma is something that has impacted your life and you feel that you are in a place where you would like to address it in a slightly different way from conventional talking therapy, then it's certainly worth looking at the Core Wound Healing Program that is on the website. Um, I always say that it's really important when you're doing any kind of work like this, that you have a support network, whether it be friends, family, or your therapist, or your group that you go to, so you're not doing this in isolation because it's really important that the space is held for you in everyday life. And if you feel that you have that in place, then the Core Wound Healing Program can make huge uh, differences in one's life. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. But wherever you are in your journey to healing trauma, I hope that you found something in this podcast that is useful, that you can start to use in some way or that might even inspire you in some way to to take the next step. Because ultimately our healing is about one foot in front of the other, one step after the next, after the next, after the next. There is no destination that we are seeking to get to. We are just hoping that each step becomes easier to take and more joyful to take and that in time we're not looking down at our feet as we take those steps but we're able to take in the environment around us and feel the sun on our face and hear the birds singing so wherever you are on your journey i wish you much love joy and peace until the next time so it is and so it shall be